Welcome to Energizing Life with AKR Fitness. I'm your host, Lindsay, and joining me today, we have Mike. Hello. And Coach Matt. Bonjour. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining me, Matt. Oh, thanks for having me. Yes. I'm excited being in hot seat. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like it's a hot yeah. seat? Yeah, not too bad. I'm okay just now. <laughs> um, it's going to so get hot. It is going to get hot. <laughs> and we'll get there in a moment. So episode 34. In this episode, we are going to get deep. Talk a little bit about reflections of 2021. Look forward into 2022 and discuss what's next for AKR. It's all exciting stuff not one to reflect so this has been quite challenging for me but i'm looking forward to it yeah i think hey, listen this this time of year turn of the year especially that no man's land between christmas and new year i'm big on it reflecting how the year's gone and getting the mind right looking ahead to the next year i'm mm-hmm. i'm always very excited at this at this this you know the prospect of a fired new year. up yeah like mm-hmm. fired up so matt clearly with that introduction bonjour did you <laughs> swim here or what brought you to Aberdeen? Um, so, but I'll, I'll, keep it, I'll try to keep this as short as possible um, <laughs> for the listeners out there. <laughs> I've got and a tendency us. to ramble on. No. Um, no, so I came up to Aberdeen following uh, my graduation. Um, uh, I, moved to, I moved to Scotland when I was 20 for uni. Uh, I spent four years at Stirling Uni and then um, I went home for a bit. Had to sort some stuff out. Tried to get a job at home, but it didn't work out that way. Should, so, we, should we say where home is, just for the listener? Maybe. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm, I'm born in France. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Hence the bonjour. <laughs> and the swimming. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, um, I'm born in France, born and raised in the south of France. Uh, lived there all my life until about 20 years old, like I said. Moved up to uni. What brought you to Scotland? Uh, well, I always said like I always said uh, I wanted to um, study abroad, I suppose. And well, for some people, abroad's like America and far, far. But for me, it was like I'd, I'd like to go UK just because, like, um, well, obviously being fluent, I wanted to perfect my English. And then when I first moved up to Scotland, I realised like, oh god. <laughs> this is something else. What the lingo? <laughs> yeah, just the whole culture. I was like, oh, culture. And that was Sterling. Yeah, that yeah. was in Sterling. So yeah. not even up here yet. No, no, <laughs> not that. No, well, yeah, that's. Uh, we'll get to that. So Sterling, fine. And then I went home. Like I said, I went home for for a few months, and then the opportunity came um, for for a job up here, and it was uh, it was actually my flatmate who I lived with for four years during uni that I lived that moved up here. And um, I didn't have anything at the time, so I was like, right, sorry, I'll just, I'll just move. What did you, st- sorry, what did you study at uni? I uh, studied marketing and sports studies. Okay. And, uh, and how did that feel that I'll just move? You know, to, I know you, of course, you've, you've lived here for, I guess, three, four years during uni? Uh, yeah, four years over uni. Four years? And then, yeah, it's been five, And then, did it? I guess having having studied in Sterling, did it feel like a big jump? But you go home for for three four months. Like I'm just trying to get a sense of how did that feel to be like, okay, to, to hell with it, I'll move to Aberdeen and. Yeah, well, for me originally when I moved home, I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna move back to Scotland. I don't know if I'll be in the UK again because my my mindset was fixed. Like, right, I'm gonna try and get a job because being away from family and friends for so many years, I'm like I've kind of missed things. Um, so I just was in a kind of like I don't know I'll see how I get on if I can get a job then fine if I don't then oh, well, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do so I spend like months just applying for jobs and in Nice and, and yeah in, in the area in the south of France and then even looked at stuff in Paris and stuff like that so I was kind of willing to like move about mm-hmm. um, but yeah and obviously I, I couldn't get anything so like I said the opportunity came up my mate texted me and he was like oh well I'm, 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 I've got a new job, so my job will be advertised. You should, you should apply for it. In Aberdeen. In Aberdeen, I was like, oh. had you been here before? No, no. <laughs> no yes, no, no. Matt. <laughs> How so many people listening? Like, are going Nice, south of France or Paris? Or, you know. I know, I, I know, I know. But you, like, still to this day, I'm still like figuring out. Like people still ask me, like, like what? Made, like what How did this here? happen? Yeah. 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 Um, but you know what? I just said, like, as I was used to like being away for from home for four years um so i just decided like right well i've gone like i've got nothing 
in the south of France, okay, I've got friends and family, but like for me, mm-hmm. I've got nothing. So I was like, right, well, at least I know someone in Aberdeen. And I just took the leap of faith. And then here I am. What year was that? That was 2015. So a few months after graduation, I was back up in Scotland, November. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you the, arrived in Aberdeen Airport <laughs> in November. Yeah, it wasn't even the, uh, no, I, I, so my mate's parents, who I'm like, quite close, um, so his parents like put me up for a week and I had so many things to sort out, like bank, all that kind of stuff. So it was just like constant. Mm-hmm. And when I eventually um, moved up to Aberdeen, I still had like, I thought I was like, oh, fine. But then just figured out like I had no job still. Um, so he lied to so, you, your friend lied to you. No, I was like, oh, so I was waiting. I was in the process of being interviewed. But in the meantime, I was like, well, if this doesn't work out, what have I got? So I still mm-hmm. needed to like, have like have a look at what was out there and I was literally just looking at anything. You didn't uh, care, you just wanted a yeah, job. Yeah, I just wanted a job. I just wanted to get started. And um, so yeah, so luckily we got the interview, got the job and then that was me. So I moved, I went home for Christmas and then at the start of January, that was me. So yeah, it was quite, it was those, those, I remember, I remember fe- the feeling I had those first few weeks when I moved up and I was like so stressed. I was like, I went into a job center and everything because I needed to get set up for like my national insurance mm-hmm. number and all. I didn't even know how to do that because in France, I already had all that sorted. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was fine. And then when I moved up, as I realized like, oh, actually <laughs> it's easier said, like I want to work in the UK, but then you've got so many things to, to do mm-hmm. to be able to earn earn money in it. And, you know, so I was like, I was in bits. So, I, yeah, I was that so was, nervous. That was the end of 2015. Yeah. And then you came back January 2016, yeah. got stuck in, got everything sort of organised. And what's been the journey since then until this moment? Um, so I started In work- five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks no for the pressure. reminder. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I started working at the ice rink in Aberdeen and I quickly realised that progression wise, I wouldn't be going too far. And it was... At the end of, uh, in the last year of my uh, university, I, I kind of realized like I really wanted to get into fitness. And whilst I was working at the ice rink, I kind of like, well, I've got a bit of time, so I'm gonna go through my levels. And did level two, then did level three. And then eventually got like, started to get experience, like working uh, gyms around the city. And um, and yeah, and then I saw, funnily enough, I was on holiday in France when I saw the advertisement for AKR. I was like, thank God I've got my laptop with me. And, Had you uh, been following AKR before that? So I, 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 we lived, me and my, me and Joe, my partner, we lived at Hitland Court. Partner? Fiance. I'll get into that a bit, <laughs> a bit later. <laughs> um, uh, we lived at Hitland Court, so not too far from here in Garthia. And I always, uh, when I worked, obviously, I always, like, sometimes I'd, I'd drive past AKR and I was like, oh, I wonder what goes in there. Mm-hmm. You know, the neon lights and stuff, yeah. eye catching. And, uh, but at the time, I think, uh, I always ask myself, like, why did they not come in? And then I just, at the time, I wasn't ready, you know? Um, so the timing was right. I believe in it, I believe in faith a bit. So I think the timing was right. And then uh, when I applied for the job, I remember having a conversation with you, Mike, and I was in the streets of Rennes, and then you, like I phoned you, when I was in the airport in Nice, going to Rennes, I phoned and then no answer. I was like, okay, I'll leave it, I'll leave it. And then you phoned me like an hour, or two hours after when I just like... Was it the Women's World Cup? Yeah, yeah. And um, I was in the streets around and I was like, oh God, no, I need to take this. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, I, the conversation was really, really brief. Um, it probably wasn't the best. But I was like, oh God, okay, I hope I'm making like a decent impression over the phone. So that night I was like, right, I need to, like, I sat down, like wrote, applied. Um, and then, yeah, a few few weeks later, I got an email from Mike saying, um, Let's have a chat. Mm-hmm. And that was a journey. That was a start. How did you feel when you got that message? Like, let's have a chat. I was like, oh God, <laughs> <laughs> like, this is it. <laughs> Don't mess up now. <laughs> um, so no, it was good, but I was quite like, oh, like how do I dress? Like, what do I wear? Mm-hmm. And all that kind of stuff. And it was just a more of, I thought it was going to be a proper interview. And it was just more like a, a informal chat, quite, quite a relaxed cup of tea. So I was like, oh, that's fine. I can be a bit more myself rather than like kind of rigid, like nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, and the rest is history, as you say. Here I am. Here you are. 
So over the last two years, say, at AKR, have you felt, you felt like with the, the ice rink, you weren't seeing progression? Do you feel like you've had a lot of that here? Yeah, 100%. I mean, the person I was when I first started, like doing the, 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 the trial, being in, getting to know people, and even just like my first official day, as like completely different. Like I'm, well, I'm more myself, and I'd, I'd expe- I expected it to be that way. Like mm-hmm. it always takes a bit of time to find your feet, settle in. Um, but yeah, this place has helped me to to be the the, the person I am. Um, so, so yeah, it's been good, good, really good. Anything to add to that, Mike? <laughs> no, no, I don't, no, all good. No, nice no, story. it's been yeah, mm-hmm. been good. Um, you know, Fabio was on the last one, sh- shared a little bit, and you know, I, I do remember the period because we were getting a lot of work done. Uh, here in the facility and I think you were maybe the last person that I actually see interviewed but met for that sort of informal chat I remember the first two guys were like oh these guys seem seem pretty good and I was like actually I really like this guy as well mm-hmm. so it was it was interesting but it was, yeah. yeah it was good good fun times fun times time. still is <laughs> yeah. I think that probably <laughs> takes us nicely into reflecting into the last year mm-hmm. definitely yeah you want to go first <sighs> <clears throat> As I said at the beginning though, like I've, I've never really wanted to reflect on what has been um, and what is going to be. As we discussed in previous podcasts, I'm very much living the moment with a little bit of an eye on the future. So I did, I knew this was coming up, so I took a little bit of time and, and it was actually fun. I enjoyed doing it because when you sit down and reflect on things that have happened and the path of the last year, it was like, oh, okay. And one thing that really I was like, shook me a little bit was like, how were we in lockdown from January to April? Mm. I was like, it doesn't even feel like the same year to me. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think that then I delved into that lockdown and how it was different to the previous one where we were all up in the air and it was manic. But I think this lockdown, I actually really enjoyed it. I think because I knew it was coming, I was prepared for it. Mm. Um, And I was in my own house, which was amazing. So I was able to do all the lives and I was obviously a bit more confident with being on Zoom and things like that. And it it just felt good. I was walking, I was probably the fittest I think I've ever been during that lockdown in that house. And I think that, that sort of first month, just spending quality time with Mila, with my partner Chelsea, it just it just felt really good. And what I really enjoyed about that time as well is that um, myself, Mike and Jace, we were able to like step back a little bit and let you guys take the Zooms and give us a little bit more headspace to work behind the scenes on the business so that when we came back into the facility, what, when did we come back in, was it? 26th of April. 26th of April. I know all the dates. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when we, when we were coming back and we were coming back in, not as survived COVID, but actually got stronger from it. Um, working on things like the customer journey through pretty much coming through the door right through to 100 days. And that's been an amazing change, I think, of what we've done. The podcast, marketing, using social media better. I just feel like if we hadn't had that lockdown time, that would have taken a lot longer. Um, so for me, I think I just, I felt that I'd leveled up a lot professionally and personally in that first four months, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, Not letting you away with that. Personally, how? <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably maturing and and with moving into having a mortgage, being out the road a little bit, not thinking that I need to be 100 miles an hour all the time, taking taking time yeah. just to chill. And I think a good thing that worked for me over that time was, we've talked about it previously, time management, using a calendar and ha- being purposeful with my time rather yeah. than just letting it go. Like the first lockdown was kind of a little bit like that. Um, so yeah, personally, leveling up and maturing, I'd say. Yeah. Um, Will I keep going through my year or do you want yeah, to first? Yeah, if you, if you got more, yeah. Yeah, I think one major change around May, August, May, sorry, June, July, that summer, we started introducing Instagram stories. And again, you'll all remember me saying I've never really felt comfortable when we had to go on Zoom and, and do all that. And see the night before my first Instagram story, I think I slept two hours. <laughs> the thought of it was just, 
I'm not really one for broadcasting myself on social media, so that was a huge step for me. Um, but again, like everything else, you level up, it gets easier, and you actually start to enjoy it, like the podcast. So I'm going to jump in this time because that that is a great great share because how many people listening who know you and have seen seen you would just assume that you feel at home and confident and it just shows like behind the scenes mm -hmm. everybody has struggles and then the other thing to reinforce is it's this is why we this is why i think reflecting is so important like this is your life and by reflecting you can learn from previous you can check in you can say is my am i living the life i want to live is it going the direction i want to live but you can also learn things like like was like was what I put myself through that night before the thing like did I need to put myself through it like mm -hmm. maybe you did but maybe yeah. you can tell us it otherwise no I probably did yeah <laughs> yeah I, th I think or, or at least you to... can learn from the experience when you say look I might have a night where I, where I'm really stressed out uh -huh. but guess what I'm going to get up and I'm going to get on with things anyway, anyway. yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think through this whole the whole pandemic it's really took me to another level with having the confidence in front of camera even so much so with the social media posts like the coaching videos with Adam all that sort of, I would have never ever mm -hmm. have done that if it well maybe I would have but I wouldn't have been forced into it mm -hmm. I would have probably put my foot on the brake and be like no nah, I'm not doing it which I struggle with because I think of myself as a growth mindset but sometimes I just let the my feelings take over and that was I'm, I'm super glad about that mm -hmm. um so yeah coming into sort of the end of summer went to IFBA leadership for myself which was like I couldn't again would I have ever done that before probably not but I felt like I'd build the confidence so through the year better context to the listener yeah, uh, sorry. A, a gym owner mentorship group uh, where there's other gym owners from around the UK mm -hmm. uh, I was unable to attend we were both going to go right yeah, we were both I was go. unable to attend you went on your own for the first time so mm -hmm. yeah another step out of the comfort zone very much so um nerves were settled quite quickly when i when i got there i sat down with the the main man jc in the first night and we had tea together and it was just the two of us and then another one came in another leader came in so i think that just really settled my nerves so i, I felt good about it. again i was like i've got i can do this this is okay i can hold my own which i can do normally but when it comes to professionalism and that inside little uh, voice saying are you can you do this are you good enough do you know what you're talking about imposter syndrome kicks in sometimes yeah um and around about that time just a, a, another personal reflection i thought you know what i'm gonna go to this clash of the clans all out crossfit highland game madness competition and be part of a, a team with my friend holly and i didn't really prepare for it rookie Absolute rookie. Two because weeks before. Two weeks before, I'm like, what, what am I doing? <laughs> anyway, this Clash of the Clans is two days, uh, eight hours every day. You do three events um, and you don't know what you're going into. Uh, I was throwing barrels, holding big worms above my head, deadlifted 110 kilos 30 times. <clears throat> Not actual worms, right? This no, no. A piece of equipment. <laughs> big worm, big worm. Just to clarify. Um, and... What got me through it was sheer determination and I, I hate, well, I like being a part of a team and I hate letting a team down. So I got through it, but very much the reflection on that was you're not as strong as you think you are and be prepared next time because that absolutely kicked my ass for the next Month. six weeks. Yeah. Six weeks. I hated training. I couldn't even, I, I did not want to be in the gym. I wasn't, I wasn't training and I just, it threw me completely off and I, I hated every second of it, but I loved being in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, but in reflection, a bit more prepared next time. Yeah. But that then takes me into the last couple of months, last few weeks, maybe, week, month? Where are we? December? June? Well, in real life, in real, <laughs> in real life, in real life, on the day of recording, this is this is Saturday, twentieth well, of November. Anyway, the, it feels the, like life. It feels like life's getting back to normal now. I attended my first festival after it, wedding celebrations, um, IFB live with the team, which was amazing to have everybody there. Mm -hmm. And my training's back on on point, and I, I really love this this time of year because I feel like I put my foot down and go for it because I want to feel ready to take on the next year. So yeah, I'd say overall it's been a 
think, a successful year, both personally and professionally. And, and can you see, this is the thing I want to get across, because I think there's so much value in doing this, mm-hmm. but very few people will take the time. And already there's there's less, there's things you can learn that you can use in the future, but there's also things you can you can say, well, do you know what, I, I grew there. I, there's things you can appreciate. There's, there's so much value in the exercise. And people typically, if you're listening on the week of the release of this podcast, you might have time, you might have a couple of days. Yeah. Go back and revisit your year. What were the highs, what were the lows, what were the lessons, the takeaways? What did you like, what didn't you like? And then make a plan for the next year. Yeah, I think going forward, I'll definitely be carving out time in that period between Christmas and New Year to, to reflect. Maybe not look forward, but reflect. <laughs> I start looking forward at about November I know. 1st. <laughs> October. <laughs> All right. Matt, what about yourself? Ah, yeah. <laughs> 2021, what a year, what a year. like uh, ups and downs as, as everyone's gone through. Um, I think the way uh, I entered lockdown, well, because 2021 arrived and we were in lockdown straight away. So I think, um, I think to, to, to cope with it, I think my, uh, um, I just kind of looked back at what I did in 2020, so the, the lockdown previous year. And I kind of like to try to do what I did well in that 2020 lockdown. And then I tried to like say like, right, well, you've done this already. So I think my mind went automatically back to my habits in the previous one. Similar to you, Linz, I think uh, I enjoyed it just because I had more time to, to develop um, personally, professionally, physically, not, not as much. Obviously, with the training at home is a bit different, but um, I think uh, it just allowed me even more time to, to work on a few things, um, do some courses, and also, like you mentioned yourself, with the fact that um, the team was involved in taking Zoom sessions, mm-hmm. I think allowed you guys to work on the business behind the scenes, but allowing us to still be in contact with our members. And I think that was probably uh, a massive thing, because I remember in in the lockdown over, over summer, the previous year. I remember that, that first interaction when I saw people again, when we were allowed to train outdoors again, I was like, oh. like I'm excited because I've not seen you in ages, but at the same time, I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, you know, so I was like, it was good to, although it was on Zoom, although it was online, although it's not the same as being face-to-face and in the gym, it was still a good chance to keep the, the coaching habit going. And I think, uh, that was a massive difference for me when, when we opened again in the end of April compared to when we reopened in September. In September, it took me a bit a bit more time to readjust, mm-hmm. whereas when we opened in April, I think we were all just buzzing again and went straight into it, and mm-hmm. it felt like we'd never left, really. Um, so that's, that's from my lens. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what else? Well, there's been so many things honestly, since then. It's been a bit of a blur. I was actually thinking, like, when did we open? Was it April? Was it like June, July? Whenever it was, um, it feels so much longer than it's than the the four or five months we were in. Like, it's, so much has happened, and uh, and uh, yeah. But in terms of what I did over lockdown, um, again, I kind of knuckled down on on doing um, some courses with the IFBA. So I, I did the foundations in coaching practice, which was good. Um, it kind of that 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 was the 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 course that I kind of, although I I knew like I learned and, and and grew over my first six months at AKR, um, but doing that course kind of like brought me back to uh, when I was going through my level three, so all the technical stuff like mm-hmm. anatomy and knowing all that kind of thing. And I was like, oh god, do I actually know what I'm doing? Like, do I know my job? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but it was good to go through that again, kind of like. It brings you back down to earth, like right, start from the, the bottom again, work yourself back up. And I think that was a perfect time. I th- I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, I did this in the last few months of lockdown. So that I think by the time we went back into the gym, I was done the course. So I was like straight back into it. It's mm-hmm. probably why I felt a lot more comfortable straight away than those like, like a few weeks or whatever. So you had the course as well as all those coaching hours coming back in. Yeah which you didn't have the previous one. Yeah, 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 so you exactly. felt comfortable yeah, yeah, yeah. and ready to go. Yeah, I also get a bit of FOMO. So I was like, <laughs> in 2020, I was like, oh, I want to do that. Like, I want to be... Yeah, that must have been hard. Yeah, for obvious reasons. But to be fair, even even still, like, I know we're talking about 2021, but even still then, like, I was still like, right, well, don't have anything else to do. 
So I may as well do some lift the bar stuff and just crack on with the, the courses mm. and catch up on everything I, I should have done. So like, like you said, I think if I hadn't had that time, I wouldn't have been able to do everything I've done so far. So having that free time allowed me to catch up on, uh, on the level you guys are at. And I'm well, still a bit behind, but you know, and get there. <laughs> um, so from that, coming back into the gym, that's April, May, June. Am I right in saying that you've maybe picked up a, a different role? Yeah, 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 yeah. I did have that in my head, don't worry. I did have it. Um, so yeah, over, over the course of uh, uh, the, the first six months of the year, I sort of dabbled into a bit of programming, a bit more programming. I remember uh, when, so the first program I ever did for AKR was a Zoom program, which is not as easy because it's minimal kit. People don't have, every, well, no, not everyone's got barbells, dumbbells, kettlebells, whatever. So it was like thinking outside the box, like, right, how can I still make a good, make, make people uh, enjoy their training and all that kind of stuff. So I remember being in bits the whole week, like the whole week, I did not sleep. Like <laughs> I did not like probably get like two hours, three, three hours of proper sleep on average per night. Uh, one, because I was nervous. Two, because I didn't want to let the team down, but also I didn't want to let the members down because I was like, right, well, it's still lockdown. If, if this doesn't work, then, you know, I don't want, I don't want people to like not train because of this mm -hmm. training program, you know? So yeah, the pressure was high. I don't know if it was like, I always, like, I've never actually asked Mike or Jace, but, um, I always wanted, like, I think I might ask, but, um, I don't know if it was like part of the whole strategy thing, like like put him under pressure. Everything and, and, and let's get him like he's got three days. <laughs> See how he reacts. And that, and then even even on the last day of the week, I'd done everything right, and then we were on. I remember we had our team meeting on Zoom, and uh, Jason texted me before, and I was like, right, we need to get this, this, and that. We're going to present to Mike. So I was getting like all nervous, like sweating. I was like, all right, this is it. And then the meeting goes on. And I was like, I was ready. I had all my papers out and then nothing. I was like, hey. it's not that important. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't want to say anything in case I had to do it. So I was just like, right, I'll just let this like roll on there. That is so good. <laughs> But yeah, that whole week I was like, and then at the weekend I was like, I'm just going to sleep for two days because I need to need to recover. Mentally. I probably just trusted that you had the Zoom yeah. stuff under control. I think so. I think I well, I like to think I did. To be fair, because yeah. in three days I had like the whole thing done. I just needed to like uh, um, mix, like you know, just go over it, and make sure it's like uh, just perfect. I suppose. Well, we can say you um, did a good job. Yeah. yeah. Well, to be honest, like the first week I was like, uh, I was asking everyone, uh, all our members that I was I was training on Zoom. Um, like how how did you find it? And they all loved it. So I was like, just that's what you like, need. Okay, well, that's perfect. That's it's rewarding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think the way you deliver it mm -hmm. as well is most important. Mm -hmm. Like you can make an average program great if yeah. just yeah. the way you deliver it. So. You seen your programs average? No, <laughs> it's delivery great. <laughs> exactly. Is there anything you want to add to your reflections of twenty twenty one? Are you happy? Um, yeah, I've talked about a lot of, of ups, and I think. Uh, one down is, um, and you, you, you guys all know this, uh, I was injured. And I was injured Live on just TV. before, well, no, this was just like, the actual injury happened just before lockdown, uh, just before Christmas actually. So um, injured myself training in the gym and uh, miraculously recovered when we went into lockdown. So I think I was just thankful for my body to like allow me to train for three, four months whilst we were in lockdown. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't think how, I don't know how I would have coped otherwise, honestly, with like the snow, the rain and all that kind of, the time of the year, I suppose. So yeah, so I was, I thought like, right, I'm going to rebuild myself, you know, training at home. Like I won't, surely won't injure myself again. And it happened again. I was doing a Saturday circuit on Zoom, on live on Facebook. Warm up done, felt good, right? right let's it go. wasn't like it was. It was recorded for a for an on-demand workout. That one. No, 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 no. Oh, this, no, this was one. in. This was right, other so one. Yeah. This was strike two. Yeah, 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 yeah. This strike was two. Strike two. Yeah, yeah. Forgive strike me. two. Of the same injury. <laughs> same injury, same place, mm -hmm. and uh, I finished the class. Just need to say that <laughs> <laughs> on one leg, but it's okay. And uh, I'm gonna have to go back and find that. It's gonna be on Facebook somewhere. It will be. Yeah. It will be. Yeah, you can see me go. Ah. <laughs> I'm just finishing it. And then, yeah, so again, I, th I said to myself, like, right, 
This was two weeks before we actually reopened, so I was like, you've got two weeks. Just chill out, work on a bit of rehab, make sure that when you go back into the gym, you're not limping, so you can actually demonstrate the exercise when you need to, and just do your normal, you know, normal mm-hmm. job. And nothing worse than doing coaching when you've got an injury and you can't move mm. and you want, you're trying to demonstrate something. And you're something. just sort of smiling <laughs> through it because nobody yeah. knows. Yeah, grinning your teeth and everything. And then, yeah, uh, so that was fine up until we did a on-demand uh, live workout while we were recording for the on-demand stuff. I don't know how I managed to get through your class. The worst one. you gave me all the hardest variations. And I, in my head, every time I went in through the actions, I was like, right, oh, this, my groin's feeling good. Like I said, it's okay. And then we finished it. I was like, okay, no, no aches and pains. And then I was, I was gonna take, I was leading the the second video, <laughs> did the warm up. What a great start, by the way, it was. Yeah, I was, I was nervous as I always am in front of the camera. Um, and then uh, had a good laugh with Lindsay and Fabio. And then one lunge, and then pam, just felt felt also, it go again. And on video, <laughs> straight up. <laughs> well, see, about <laughs> for any members listening to this. <laughs> If you hear this message, post in the members Facebook group if you would like to see that outtake of Matt. We can laugh now because it's it's past the moment. Yeah. It's quite amusing. So if you want to see it, post in the Facebook group yeah. and we'll, we'll see what we can do. And uh, yeah, so yeah, strike three, I was out. So a lot, a lot of ups in the year, but injury was always yeah, sort of wiggling you through it. The, the down for me was not uh, mental, it was physical. Okay. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I've learned a lot about just listening to the body to your body and I think it's so important like you can get especially over lockdown I think it was hard well it was easy to say like right well I'm not doing I'm only go, doing go, bands go, and body go. weight so you can train probably three times the amount you would normally train um, but in the end it took its toll on the body and then I was like injured for well, two three months I was still doing some stuff but then that made me the strike three made me realize like right, you actually need to do it like, just chill yeah. out and then just because it's not just for my training it's for what I do as a living you know it's for my job like I can walk into the gym and be limping all the time and mm-hmm. be sore broken because it, one it's not fun for me but also it's not good for well it's not fun for the members either watching you like so on reflection yeah. the injuries have shown you and kind of forced you into understanding how important rest is yeah 100% and listening that. to the body yeah and I think just changing the whole my whole mindset around training yeah. in general nice Good. And on there before I start rambling. <laughs> start. No, I, I, like it. I think, I think <laughs> that that's the key is mine your experiences, take some gold, uh, take something you can learn mm-hmm. from. So no, yeah. it's good. Mike, do you want to take us into reflections mm. of 2021, personally I, and professionally? I before do. We, uh, I do. Um, I hope also that there there might be some, some lessons that other people can learn from, or at least maybe that they'll find interest in from, from the experience. Um, if you indulge me, I think I'm going to find it hard to uncouple 2020 and 2021. Mm. So, um, and I'll, I'll I'll try and rattle through uh, a little bit. So, <laughs> how deep are we going here? We're getting, we're getting raw. Is it, this would be a borderline therapy session. Yeah, I think, I'm so. excited for this. All right, grab a cup of tea. I think I'll, I'll start. I'll start when sort of uh, you know COVID first. It was becoming apparent that you know lockdowns possible. Um, likely uh, is maybe a better word and I'll go back to that that period where we I don't know if you guys remember we had, we had a team meeting and I was quite excited and I was I was like do you know what this is an opportunity for us this pandemic is an opportunity to demonstrate how good we are because we're going to do things properly and we're going to serve our way out of it mm-hmm. I, I kind of like took the view of of not worrying too much about the commercial side. If we serve right, the business like will survive through serving. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I remember like one of the first big things we we invested like more than two thousand pounds in buying like resistant bands and stuff for these home survival kits that we set out to the members. And I remember like with a quivery finger, you know, deciding like is this, is this the most idiotic thing I'm about to do, or is this like a really smart thing to do? Um, ultimately, it felt like the right thing to do. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, I, and I felt like that was going to be our compass, is if we behave, if we serve and do what we feel from a values point of view is, is right, then we can trust that we're going to be okay. And that mm. was 
that was essentially the approach. So, so we did that. We had that frantic week before lockdown, praying that we could get these survival kits together yeah. and out Posting to the members. Them before, yeah, there's a, there's a few last days yeah. you know, before before things shut down. And and to be honest, in some perverse way, those first couple of months. I really liked because it was like, okay, here's here's a problem to solve. Here's how we can be better than everyone else. And it was all exciting. And it was like, God, I was like Googling different types of hand sanitizer and you know, before March was even finished and you know, <laughs> thinking what we're gonna do and, and I was and I was hyper and I had the luxury of being able to come down here and train. So I was like, Man, I'm gonna train like just train like a monster, like most it days. It was go, 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 go. It was go, go, go. Um and it was and like I said, it, it was an exciting time in many ways. And then I just kind of like hit a bit of a brick wall, had a, had a bit of a breakdown, like my energy deserted me. I was getting tired going for walks. Then as the months passed on, like the frustrations begin to emerge and, and there was a real sense of injustice. Like if you remember in Scotland, the, the pubs were open six weeks before the gyms. There was a time when we were allowed to train outdoors, but you could, each coach could see four people once in a day. Yet, if you worked in a pub, you could serve unlimited number. If you worked as a hairdresser, you could serve a limited number. Even outdoors, with we could have been ten meters apart from someone, and and by the rules, you could do that once. And so it was a real like injustice. And at the same time, I was in this perpetual state of readiness because we we painted the gym, and then I came in and cleaned the gym, and then we got the the. The ventilation done and then we got planning permission through for the air conditioning and and then we decided actually we're going to reconfigure the gym and, and there was i think i deep cleaned the gym like five times over that period because we kept having workmen and things like that you know once once they were allowed and as it was frustrating for for like so you guys matt mm. i was really wanting to play by the rules so if you guys were furloughed the rules were that you could not you could not work mm. and that was like that was a difficult thing for everyone. You know, we had our team meetings, we try to stay in touch, but it was, it was a, it was a mad period thinking about it. And you know, going Tuesday to Tuesday or every three weeks, waiting for the government update and feeling like this is going to be the one, and then we get pushed back. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately, they ended up taking it forward by a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and that was a bit of a panic mode. I was by then I'd learned I needed to take a week off, and and then we're like, actually, you can open a couple of weeks earlier than we said. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> how can I not be ready? It's been, it's been. <laughs> five and a half months how can I not be ready but then there was like panic mode again uh when we it it was quite fitting because the day we opened was August 31st which was um five years to the day from Mm -hmm. when we first opened so there there was something quite nice about that and that period there was a I felt like we had a bit of resurgence we had we had such a strong quarter commercially we were we're still 2020 yeah. Yeah, when we first back, back open. Yeah, the last few months of the year, partly because we weren't losing very many members. The people who had stayed throughout the summer, most now that the gym's open, they weren't going to then, then leave. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, commercially, there was still a lot of pressure. We had to have a strong core because we're still, you know, well, even today we've got less members than what we had before the mm-hmm. pandemic. So there was a, there was And a, there was all the rules and the number in the gym. And, yeah, and... Oh. and, and <laughs> Spraying every single touch point in the gym every hour of the day yeah. and, and things like that. And God, even I remember over the summer, you know, doing research and well, what's the best sanitizing fogging device in the gym. <laughs> and, do you know, it's like uh, some of the crazy It was stuff. nonstop. Even when we were when we were in lockdown, when we were out of lockdown, for you, it felt just on, on for months, no I, real rest. I think, again, the, the lessons, if, if we had known, and I appreciate we couldn't have, but if we'd known it's going to be five and a half months. Then you plan your time a bit more intelligently. Mm-hmm. But it's just this three weeks at a time, three weeks at a time, on and on. I think that was that was a difficulty. The other thing, I big lesson is like, I've often thought over the years, like I wish I could just make myself the perfect schedule for my day. You know, I might go for a walk at this hour, train at this hour, work at this hour. And I was able to do that. But I felt like, every say three weeks of that then i'd be like actually i need to change the schedule because it's not working here and and one big lesson for me is there is no perfect schedule like that's that's what i found you might have something that fits for a while or at least Mm -hmm. in my experience but then i had to tweak it and adapt and whatever um then obviously we had the the next lockdown and the big thing for me was again it was one of these 
these sort of like gamble situations of right we now we now are getting the um you know the the financial support we get an element of financial support and as we decided during covid we weren't going to try and sell any new memberships because the, the, anyone new coming in is not going to get the real akr experience so the main plan was like to serve the people we have and be able to open the doors on the other side so when when we got to january it was like okay i'm going to use this support to discount the membership and it was like i had to do all these weird like number predictions to say okay if we how much can we offer a discount by? Because some people would leave regardless because they the don't want shot. to. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to do the online stuff, so they're going to leave no matter mm -hmm. how much a discount buy. And other people will stay no matter what the discount is. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how much can we afford to give a discount? And it was just, I remember just being like a real mad time, like try to predict behavior and finances mm -hmm. and support and and that. And again, that rumbled on, and yeah, we had a good time because we. We started the podcast, we improved the social media, all the stuff you said, Lens, uh, revamped the customer journey. There was a, there was a lot of work. So much work. At that yeah. time. It kept us all focused, though, on, on good stuff. I felt like the second lockdown, especially for me, it, it was all positive. We were like, really focused on making the business amazing, but we couldn't really do that in the yeah. first lockdown. Yeah, it's again, I always try and see the opportunities. Yeah. And like, okay, here's a, here's a, how can we leverage this? How can we use this time to, to make things better mm -hmm. for when we open um and obviously we opened and i don't know there was just something i remember saying a few guys like how can it be when i have few responsibilities in my day like in terms of meetings places i need to go things like that life still felt hard it was like this unspoken thing that it just felt hard whereas it wouldn't make sense to me that when the gym's open and now there's a lot more like there's things going on that life is going to somehow be easier but i think the difference is, is is being able to move forward which we couldn't do um until the gym was open then we could bring new people in um but ultimately like one of the big lessons is i feel i repeated the mistakes of 2020 in 2021 somehow and i think it's because again i think at some level i assumed that once the gym opened the year was going to be normal again but still we couldn't take it was difficult to go like i didn't go overseas and take up and take a break and for me over the years unless i've left the country it's been very difficult for me to to kind of switch off mm -hmm. and because I, I hadn't done that and again before you know it's like months have passed and you're like oh, i'm burnt out again i haven't taken the break again and um, so so that was like a and, and i was really frustrated because i was like i should have learned from this last year but I think there's a nature of because the pa pandemic, we, we were all like, we couldn't see that far ahead. We didn't mm -hmm. really know where the road was going. So I think this year we'd come into it thinking that normal wasn't that far away. Yeah. But as it did last year, it, it sort of dragged on. And I think that was, that was an interesting thing. So I, I guess trying to take some lessons, it was, was learning like, again, about the, it's difficult to have that perfect schedule I think definitely for me trying to become better at delegating and you know giving the team more responsibilities and things like that free myself up so i can work on on things that i'm better equipped to work on and definitely sort of managing my health and energy um normally in a calendar year i'll just plug in my holidays at the start of the year and i'll uh, you know i'll take a weekend out of the country or something mm -hmm. like that um which might be easier to do again next year but it's it's learning that that's that's a must for you for me yeah um and yeah also i had to navigate a few a few injuries with 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 back pain and things like that which we might get to in a future one but stress does have an, an impact on that lifestyle has an mm -hmm. impact on that and things like that so um really interesting uh, i guess a couple of big ones reflecting on my life realizing like I think like the journey that I've taken personally in, in starting this business has, you know, I'm trying to think the best way to put it, but yet you have to, it hardens you a little bit um, and maybe you have to develop thicker skin a little bit and stuff like that. And I felt like I'd got away or maybe you're just so busy and trying to get stuff done. I'd gotten away from, from some important things that 
for my happiness. And one of the key things that I'd really recommend to anybody listening that I've, I've picked back up in the last month or so, well, it'll be two months by the time you listen to this, is just taking five minutes at the end of the day to write down the stuff you're grateful for. And it doesn't even need to be like grateful for. I'm, I'm literally just writing down like what I did that mm-hmm. day, but it's, I'm grateful that I got to do this. Yeah. And I'm grateful that I got to have a catch up with Matt today, or mm-hmm. we, we did this, or I got to do this or that. And by the, by the time I've written down the stuff, I'm grateful that I got to do my workout today. I'm grateful that I got to go for a walk and see the sun coming up. Did you feel like you were losing that? part of you because you used to do it before like I remember sports village days that was something that you did and and you recommended people to do it so starting if I'm hearing you starting the business and growing that thicker skin and seeing everything maybe through like forgive me that I'm wrong like a negative angry lens sometimes frustration you forget to look at how grateful actually you could be for things in your life I think the way I put it is, is like you're in survival mode do you know what I mean? And it's like getting stuff done, fighting, and there's another problem. If there's a fire comes up that you mm-hmm. need to firefight that, and 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 it just becomes, you know, and the stress builds, and and it's easy to get in that, you know, stressed out, perpetually stressed out, pissed off, solving problems, you know, trying to get your head above water, sort yeah. of thing. And and just returning to this gratitude practice, I get to I write a few things down. I'm like, you know what? It's been a decent day. Today's been a good day. And then you can, once you, the more you do it, you're like, and you know what? I'm grateful for a warm bed to sleep in tonight. And I'm grateful for, and you start finding more and more things. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was one thing. And another big thing, again, just in the last month or two, is trying to find things in my life outside of work uh, that I can can do. Because when I couldn't leave the country to go for a city break or something, and I'm trying to take time off work, it's like, okay, I can train, but that's not really a hobby for me. So what am I going to do? Like, I don't really have much else. So so trying to find things, um, even recently, try to pick up, get back into learning some Spanish and things like that, just something Take different. Take your mind away from work. Yeah, yeah. And it, and and yeah, so appreciating the journey yeah. and trying to have more balance in my life and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think those are the, <clears throat> the main ones. Great. Well, thank you both for sharing your reflections. So parking that there, 2021, we're almost at the end of it now. Mm-hmm. Going forward into 2022, how question here would be: How do you do? You goal set? Do you like New Year's resolutions? What What does the next month or so look like to you guys? I go first. Yeah, because I've just <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you set goals, Matt? And if so, what's your process? Yeah, um, I've never really actually. I've never actually set goals, so to say, because I've I go back to. Um, in the in the courses I've done with the IFBA, it always there was always a bit where at the start is like goal setting. So where do you want to be in one year? Where do you want to be in five? When do you want to be in ten? I can do the one year, <laughs> but I can't do five and I can't do ten because I just don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. in that time. So I might say something and then oh well, it's a, like there's something in the way there. So I need to like go over it. <laughs> do, do you know what? Can you I know? just jump in because like I was speaking with with a mentor and I I'm the same. I struggle with like the 10 year goal. And the person, this person was saying that every year their 10 year goal changes. And I thought that that's okay. It's just giving you permission. It doesn't, you know, it's not set in stone. It's like, give yourself permission to be like, right, hypothetically, where might I want to be down the line? And so therefore, what should I be working on this year? And so I'm thinking when I, when I do this year, spend a bit of time, I, I won't need to put the same pressure on myself to think, this is the 10 year goal. Cause maybe a year from now, yeah, it's okay, it's changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so yeah, no, no, it's okay, uh, that's fine. Um, I think, I suppose my resolution, uh, I'll try and be a bo- bit more like, I'll try and actually sit down and, and set maybe, maybe just one goal to focus on rather than like going into three or four per like one, five and 10 Why years. do you feel like you need to do that? Just cause I've never done it. Okay. Never done it. And going back to the course, I actually wrote down a few things just because of the, like, all right, I'll, 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 I'll do the exercise and I'll, I'll try. And um, uh, this was obviously last year. I wrote that in a year's time, I'd like to lead on the program. So I'm already there, technically. <laughs> so a tick. Tick. <laughs> and uh, no, I'm just going to try and, 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 and actually 
just properly sit down because I always feel like I'm sitting down I'm like and then my mind goes somewhere else and like I'm not in the moment mm-hmm. so I think it'd be a good exercise for me to try and do that um, and I'm not saying I might I'm not saying I'll find something in 10 years time or 5 years or whatever it is but um, I'll try and uh, go uh, there go there yeah go there see, mm-hmm. see where I get and uh, in terms of um, resolutions Apart from the one I've had all my life is uh, trying not to bite my nails as much. <laughs> Classic. And it's, yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> 30 years on, still biting the nails. <laughs> um, uh, I'll try and, uh, again, I suppose it's kind of same alignment as uh, goal setting. I'll try and be a bit more reflective. Again, it's not something I've, I'm used to doing that much. Um, but since I started working at AKR, like we do a lot of reflections as a team on a, on a monthly basis. So that's kind of got me into the habit of just getting my, my mind to think a bit more about what's what's happened, what's going on and and what you can look forward to. So mm-hmm. um, going into today, I was thinking actually in terms of like talking to goals for 2022, um, I've got a physical and a personal and professional one. Oh. So professional for me would be to obviously Keep keep working on the programming, um, just get better at that. And I've I've always said it since I started working here. To be fair, just just keep uh, working on my coaching, just trying to be the best I can be. And um, physical, no injuries. Trying to stay healthy for six, for 12, 12 months. Let's try that. Now that you take recovery days, <laughs> yeah. listen to your body. Now that I actually yeah, now I actually do the do the stuff. So let's see how that goes. And personally, for me, 2022 is a massive year because uh, I get married in August 2022. Um, so yeah, massive year, and just looking forward to that. Nice. So good. Yeah. Good. Nice, solid structure of things to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah, and work on. Yeah, I would nice. say so. Yeah. How about you, Lens? Well, I'm just gonna say, I think for me, again, not one for looking at the present. Sorry, the present. Very much looking at the present, but not the future. And when it comes to goal setting and resolutions, I tend to sway away from them. Not because I think don't think I can achieve it, but I just prefer to work on myself day to day rather than be like, I am going to achieve X, Y, and Z at this point. In saying that, in the past, I've done events like 10Ks, half marathons, tough mudders and I have trained for them better than I did for Clash of the Clans so there was a process behind that and I think if I have my mind set on something that's important to me then I will go out and grab it and put all my effort into it um, and that just goes from breaking it down to when it is okay what do I need to do by this point and that point and, and being a bit more structured around it but like I say if I don't have anything I won't force myself to find something to do and I think that's where the resolution thing comes in oh I'm going to do this and I'll stop drinking for a month and blah 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 and that, I'm okay with that it's maybe dreams of people but nine times out of ten people don't achieve it and then you feel like you've been kicked back so for me, goal setting and resolutions, and I'm very much like, go for it. If you've got a plan to do it, don't just say you're gonna do it and halfway through give up. Like, go for it, but yeah. Um, yeah, not. I, I think some of those resolutions, there's there's not enough depth. Yes. Like what you're saying is it's like it's surface stuff. It's mm-hmm. like not something someone's really thought about. They thought, do you know what, it's New Year, so I'll do uh, this. Yeah. They just picked it out of the sky. And, and I think the depth is is the more important. Like to, to put it another way, and I'm not saying I'm necessarily like this, but if you don't know, pick arbitrary number of years down the line. It could be one, three, five, ten, whatever. But if you don't know at least the direction where you want to go, then how do you know like what to spend your time on yeah. today? Mm-hmm. How do you know what to say yes or no to? How do you decide where to put your time and energy and things mm-hmm. like that? So if you know, for instance, like I want to learn a new language, well then today you're doing a lesson, mm-hmm. do, do you know? So it's chunking down. So I'm, I'm very similar in that I actually more focus now on, on, on like the smaller parts. Yeah. Like one way of putting it is if, if in five years now from now, I want to be an expert in my field, whatever the field is. Okay, so what, what does that look like? Okay, so what's my, what's my current level and skill set okay so where are the gaps where where do i need to spend mm-hmm. my time in order 
to fill to plug that gap to be an expert in my field yeah. okay then today what actions what skills do i need to develop so what like what books do i need to read or mm-hmm. what habits or skills do i need to practice so do i need to let's say it's music do i need to spend 15 minutes three times a week playing the guitar if, if i want it so like to me on the spanish i've said for years and years oh, it'd be really cool to be multilingual or bilingual yeah, but the years are passing and you do nothing, Mike. So, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you're not. It, am, I, am I suddenly going to get to the point in my life where I'm like, ah, I've got some time freedom and financial stability that now I can dedicate a few hours a week to learning Spanish? It's not going to happen like that. So, if I want to learn it, yeah, I've got to chunk it down and be like, let's put it, let's plug it into my life. Is that's what I was saying? If you've got if you've got something that you want to get, then you need to then set realistic goals in order to get there. And like that was me sort of personally, but professionally, I know that with the role that I'm in, I need to get better at X, Y, and Z. So I will go on the assessor course. And also there's been so much chat that I've been having with our members on sort of women's health at a certain age. And so that's been in my head starting to think, okay, so maybe I need to do a course on the menopause and help the majority of the members that we serve. So there's little bits like that professionally that I would be excited to start to be able to help more people. And I think when looking inward at myself for goal setting, it's usually in that direction. It's never really, okay, by this time next year, I want to run a marathon, like my physical, or this time next year, I want to be able to do a muscle up. It it always seems to direct down the professional side than the personal for me. And and that's okay. I think that's okay. Like you can't grow professionally without growing personally anyway, I think. Mm -hmm. But I, ju- I just think like if if someone has nothing on there, then like why bother getting out of bed in the morning? Like what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you know what I mean? And again, that's not to be a, a criticism if you don't know what you do. But like yeah. s- something, you, your your thing might be like I'm going to work today because I want to one day pay off my mortgage or or have a mortgage or or whatever it be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's important. I think people get tied up in goal setting because they feel like they need to have all the answers but it's a direction it's a compass to pull you in a direction to get you moving in in certain behaviors but maybe like this time next year you're like do you know what that that wasn't for me yeah and the the other little thing with the is at the turn of the year it's so easy to get tied in the the new you new new year new me but you don't think about the cost of these things Mm -hmm. so yeah, I, I, how cool would it be to be to be to be able to speak Spanish, right? That's that's what I want. But do I also want to to do a lesson every week or multiple days a week or, you know, so you you it's the idea of the thing that you want. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be in great shape. Great. Do you want to go to the gym several times a week and you know not go out for tea, eat and, well, and, yeah. and 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 whatever? So I think that's the other ways thinking and like yes, the outcome, but also whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, you've got to chunk it down into the behavior. And is the behavior palatable to you? Yeah. And are you going to, like we spoke on a couple of weeks back, plug it in your calendar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. Good. Happy to move on? Yeah, we'll just finish yeah. up with what I, the, yeah, the plan what's, at AKR. Yeah, tell us, Mike, what's over the next year happening here at AKR? Yeah, I guess it, the sort of main AKR goal, like for us, as I touched on, we, we still need to recover commercially and, and get our member numbers back um, to what they were before COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the main things, like what what was a key part of AKR before COVID was like our community events and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah. did stand up paddle boarding and dog walks and breakout games. Hill climbs. Ice skating. Barbecues. And, yeah. So we really want to, we really want to, you know, depending on, on the, the landscape in the world, like be able to bring some of that back and bring back some of that, that real sort of community feel. And it's, we've always been about energizing life you know not about let's all become health freaks and fitness freaks ultimately we're getting our workouts in so that we can have a better life you know and, yeah. and so the 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 events out, out with the gym tie into that uh the other thing i wanted to mention like at at the time of recording things aren't in place yet so uh i don't want to say too much hopefully by the time this gets released uh you know the news will be out but what we're we're wanting to do is is partner with a local charity and uh yeah just 
give back to the community a lot more. So that's something I'm, I'm quite excited by. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully things come together and hopefully anyone listening will already know about it by the time this, yeah. this airs. But that's that's something working heavily on just now. So Yeah, I'm yeah. very much looking forward to having the social side of AKR, AKR back again. It feels like it's been very just like regimented training, not really anything out, outside because yeah. we've not been allowed. The AKR games, like the whole just the whole passion behind it all and people getting involved in the community spirit, like that's definitely been missing and, and I'm really looking forward to having that back. And of course, working with the, the local charity is gonna be amazing for mm. all parties. Yeah. The, the way, I, the way I, I like to say, it, like health and fitness isn't life. It's a tool for energizing your life. And so the events calendar helps us energize life outside of the gym and the charity stuff helps yeah. us energize the lives of the people who are, you know, are less fortunate, fortunate than we are. So, well said, Mike. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, doc. We'll wrap this up. So, thank you for listening. Um, from all of us at AKR, have a fabulous Hogmanay. Uh, if you want to learn more, please head over to akrfitness.com, and we will see you in the next one. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.